0: In the 1980s in South Los Angeles, more than a dozen black women were murdered. Many of these women's bodies were found in parks, alleyways, and dumpsters. And it's believed somewhere between three and five different serial killers were targeting the South L.A. community in the 80s and 90s. One suspect, Lonnie Franklin Jr., the so-called Grim Sleeper, is facing 10 counts of murder and one count of attempted murder. Chester Turner has already been convicted for killing 14 women. As these murders continued for three decades, Margaret Prescott and her group, the Black Coalition Fighting Back Serial Murders, were the few people to warn community members. Laura, you talked to Margaret. I did. She's featured in a documentary by British filmmaker Nick Broomfield called Tales of the Grim Sleeper. She talked to me about what it was like trying to get the LAPD and the city to take the murders seriously. You felt like a sitting duck. You're a black woman, you're out there. Somebody's hunting you down. You don't have the information. There are other black women out there, other members of the community who need to know what's going on. I remember actually seeing a a very, very short clip on television of the announcement of, of 11 women being killed. And I immediately called up some of my other activist sisters and we gathered a group of us to go down to LAPD. And that was really the beginning of our work as the Black Coalition, fighting back serial murders. We were outraged by the fact that 11 women were already victims of a serial killer in a 40 mile radius in the black community of South Los Angeles before Los Angeles Police Department even announced that there was a serial murderer loose. We went down to LAPD to find out what was going on and um, what was being done about it and why the delay in informing the community. We were told, well, why are you concerned about it? It's only killing hookers which turned out not to be the case actually and even if the women were all sex workers these are not throwaway women you know there are some mother's daughter some of them are mothers and it's outrageous to have this kind of devaluation of human life We kept getting reports from people in the community when bodies of black women were found. Schoolyards, alleyway, the Los Angeles Times occasionally. By the end of the 1980s, our count was about 90 women. And LAPD at that time were only admitting to about 18. The number had increased, you know, to 18. Now. A lot of information was being withheld from us as well, which we learned in Nick Broomfield's work with Tales of the Grim Sleeper, his research team. They were able to dig up information. For example, we pressed LAPD to release a composite sketch, which they did not want to do. When they finally, under pressure, released it, we found out that that composite they had gotten from a survivor, a Nietzsche, Washington that had given them a description. They didn't release it for 22 years. Police say this is the face of a serial killer who's been roaming the streets of South Los Angeles since 1985. There have been at least 11 victims, all African-American, most of them young women. The sketches are based on the description given by a woman who was brutally assaulted by the man in 1988. Police believe she is the only survivor. There was a 911 call of somebody calling in where the body of Barbara Ware was found. So I'd like to quote a, a, a murder or a dead body or something. The address is 1346 East 56th Street in the alley. The guy that dropped the office driving a white and blue Dodge Van one T Z. What's your name? Oh, I don't stand to I know too many people. Okay then, bye-bye. That 911 call was not released to the community for another 22 years. Family members were not informed. Some of them found out by watching television 10, 20 years later that their daughter was a victim of the serial killer. What other community? a wealthy community, would that happen? And and we're finding out that there were pockets of other impoverished areas in Cleveland, Ohio, and in other parts of the country where we have had similar serial killings of of women going unreported. And in Canada, indigenous women, 1,500 indigenous women who have gone missing uh, since the mid-1980s and believed to have been murdered. And their murders are also treated with the same kind of disregard of this hierarchy of human human life where if you are a woman of color and you're impoverished, you're at the very bottom and your life is seen as not worth anything. We don't know all of what happened in law enforcement. I mean, come on, it's a 40-mile radius in South LA. You have that many women being murdered. You have that many women disappearing. You've got a suspect in custody who worked for LAPD as a mechanic, who worked for the city at a dump site in the sanitation department when the suspect Lonnie Franklin clearly a suspect is innocent until proven guilty when he was arrested they found photos of about 180 black women in his house frankly some of them looked like they were already dead detective Dennis Kilcoyne of the LAPD's robbery homicide unit says all of these images were taken from the home of Lonnie Franklin Jr the man suspected to be the grim Sleeper serial killer we searched every nook and cranny of this residence and the big uh, a commercial building that it had in the backyard. Vehicles, glove boxes, you know, under seats, so everywhere. We gathered cameras, um, videos, and all types of stuff from all over the, the property. We are dealing with probably decades of photography by this guy. A grandmother contacted me and said, well, her granddaughter was in one of those photos, but she disappeared. Just one day, they just never heard from her again. No body was found. She left two children behind, and they suspect that she's one of the victims whose bodies just never were found. So we may never know how many women have actually died. Over the years, since the mid-1980s, we gave out so much information. I mean, tens of thousands of flyers, teams of people out going on the strip where women worked, going in the middle of the night giving information out to people, going to different communities, standing outside of supermarkets, etc. I was at a meeting soon after the whole story broke, and a young man got up and he held a flyer in his hand that was yellowing. It was that old. And he said, my mother was a victim and she was found in Jesse Owens Park. She was a hairdresser. And the flower he had in his hand was one that we had given out, had my home phone number on it. He had kept it all of these years. You know, when you keep something that's old and it's kind of folded clearly in a safe place, that's how precious that flyer that piece of information was to him he held it up as he was making his point to say look you something has to be done there has to be justice in my mother's death the work that we're doing is really useful in that way and giving power to those whose voice had not been heard and whose voice had been silenced or who were so perhaps embarrassed at the way the victims were portrayed in the media that they were just afraid to say anything and, and come out, What would friends and neighbor and people you sing in the church choir with think. And it's that whole mantle of respectability. I had approached a, a prominent minister black minister. A body was found just a few blocks in an alley down from his church and he said to me, Margaret there's a moral issue involved. He didn't mean that a woman was killed. He meant that she was a prostitute. And that's the kind of thing we have to cut through and and I think we are beginning to cut through that. I think there is a shift now. I think Ferguson in a lot of ways led that shift. You know, you could besmirch the character of the person who has been killed, but we will stand nevertheless and demand justice and say that black lives matter. And we say black women's lives count, black women's lives matter. So we're not gonna back off, you know, when you say, well, somebody's just some street person and who cares. We care about each and every one of them. They, too, are victims not only of of a killer, but of an entire system and society that has devalued them, where to the degree some of them ended up impoverished and on the street.